0: And five, four, three, two, one. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about
1: playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Chris Paul was making fun of James' man boobs in practice.
0: I'm here so I won't get bombed. I'm here, so I won't get fined. I don't even know where you're sitting at. I believe this is getting a bit silly.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the first premiere episode of Slam Drunk, a podcast with me, Drew Hernandez, my co-host here, Mike Wesner, buddies from college. We are here to talk sports and drink alcohol. Mike?
0: Mahalo, everybody. That's Hawaiian for the fuck is up, dude. Eggs have been eaten. Beers have been cracked open. We have sports highlights on 24-7. Our pants are unbuttoned for maximum comfort after absolutely housing so many carbonated beverages. And uh, I'm drinking some dark coffee as well to keep my energy levels up. I could run through a wall for this man, Drew Hernandez, best friend since college, bearded buddies. We have drank a lot of beer and watched a lot of sports over the past five years in preparation for this podcast. We hope you love it.
1: Yes, Mike, to put it quite frankly, we are experts in sports. There's no one that knows more about sports than us. There's no one that knows more about collaborative
0: drinking than us. Fun fact, Drew was the person who taught me how to shotgun a beer Andrew was also the person who taught me what a shotgun offense was in football. So if that doesn't give him credentials, then I don't know what does. We are the people that you need to be
1: listening to if you're listening to anything about alcohol and or sports. And we put them together for you. You don't want to have to have to listen to two podcasts. It's our one podcast, Slam Drunk. Welcome.
0: And just a quick shout out to our amazing producer behind the scenes, The Jew with the funky crew. The mensch on the bench. The one and only Mr. August Doggist Dictor.
1: We're here to get silly. Let's do it.
0: Now it's time to crack open a beer. Drew, what do you say? You crack open this Bud Light with me. We're having one one more Bud Light. We've already had two, just for um, those of you who don't know what we're doing, that's all of you because it's the first episode. So we have tall boys today. We'll probably not stick with that, but uh, it was the only thing at the grocery store. So we have tall boys of the old and true blue bush, the Bud Light, and we've just cracked our third of the evening.
1: We're rolling into our first segment on the show. Let's get shitty.
0: Boo.
1: Okay, so right now what we're going to do is I'm going to spin a wheel here, it's gonna give mm-hmm. us a team. We're talking major league sports. It's gonna give us a team and we are going to shit on that team for yep. <laughs> as long as we wanna shit on them for.
0: Which is a long, long while. Yes. Drew, you wanna you wanna spin that wheel for us? To get us started. Yeah,
1: let's get it spinning. Please. All right, we are going. We are going, we are going, and ooh, Miami Marlins. Ooh. <laughs> all right Mark. you ready to shit on some fish
0: ah yeah i will fish on a shit any day of the week and i will shit on a fish even more often so it is time to shit on the miami marlins now i think this one's a little this is like low-hanging fruit or whatever you would call that with fish analogy probably high uh high swimming fish fish that swim close to your rod come on covid Nineteen in the ballparks. We got through what a game, game and a half. I'm a Phillies fan. August is a Phillies fan. Yeah. You're just you're sneezing all over the balls. You know you have COVID. You're gonna yeah. sneeze at the ball. You're gonna you're gonna sweat. You're gonna you're gonna spit all over uh, JT Real Mutos catching those balls all the time. You're gonna spit all over them and you, you mm-hmm. still go out there and you know you're gonna do that and you still do it. Why? Why, Marlins? Yeah. Why would you do that?
1: You're snotty. You're smelly, you're stinky, because you're shitty. We're here to shit on you. Miami Marlins, we are fucking coming for you this week. You guys are a bunch of bitches. Have you ever won a World Series? I don't know. Um, if you have,
0: I bet you it was not recently. It was in 2003. So Ugh. you know what? There's a new no-spitting rule. Uh, and honestly, if you're still going to give part of our clubhouse to COVID, that, that's a conspiracy. That is a conspiracy from Derek Jeter. I know he became an owner a couple years ago. And I, I think he's tanking because the American League and the National League are in the same division. He just wants the Yankees to win. I, who who was playing the Phillies right after the Marlins basically gave us COVID-19 and killed all the old people relatives of the Phillies? Drew, I don't know.
1: But they got a free one. Who who were they playing? Um, it the Yankees. It was the Yankees. Of course, it was the Yankees.
0: Yeah, and Derek Jeter is – He is playing cat's cradle. All the strings are through his his stubby little fingers. I'll tell you what, this is not even the worst disease that came out of Miami.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, Miami is not a good place. You know, you go there for a weekend and you are out of there as quickly as you can get there. What what are the fish doing? The Marlins are fucking ruining it for everyone. I don't even like baseball, but they took the one pro sport that was away and they fucked it for the rest of us. Now, the NBA is in a bubble. They can't go to strip clubs, or can they? But MLB, right. I tried to give you a chance. Marlins, you fucked it for everyone.
0: Shame on you, Marlins. Drew, can I just real quick before we, we, uh, we stop getting shitting on them? Let me read you the colors of the Miami Marlins, the official branding colors from the Marlins. Ugh. Midnight black. Okay, come on. It's just black. All shades yes. of black are just black. Midnight, Sounds like junior high. You're, you're not cool. Miami blue. What does that even mean, Drew? Do you think Miami Blue is dark or light, just based on the name Miami?
1: I think realistically it would be dark. However, I think that they kept it as light.
0: It's it's fairly middle of the road. So I'm not sure what they were going for there, but it is okay. it's like slightly darker, slightly like by a pigment maybe. And then we have truthfully, Hallie. I think you
1: set me up for failure there by giving me the light in the dark if it's in the middle. But you know I we're did, not shitting yeah. on you. We're shitting on the Marlins. Fuck you, Marlins. For your weird colors. Mike, what's yep. the next color?
0: Caliente red. Caliente red? That's appropriate. You, if you go into a Home Depot tomorrow with your mask on, of course, and you say, I am painting a house, but I want it to be caliente red. Mm. The associate there, the, the poor man working there with his mask on, who's, who's risking his life getting COVID all the time from random Miami Marlins players who come in mm-hmm. for the Home Depot to get the mm-hmm. two-by-four before they go and give it their fucking COVID to the Phillies. He's going to have no idea what you're talking about. That's not a real color. That is not a real color.
1: It's a stupid Crayola color made for children, if anything. Um, I would not put my kids in it. I would not tell my kids about it. Miami Marlins, I hope the Home Depot guys shit on you too. Seriously. Seriously. Let's talk about this beer of the week that we have. We've talked about it briefly before, but let's really hit it on the head here. We are drinking Bud Light. Boo Mm -hmm. is my first take on that. I am not a fan of Bud Light. Piss water. I mean, I'm going to drink it. Beer is beer, but I'm not happy about it. This is definitely a starter beer. We have our training Mm -hmm. wheels on after this. I hope we are out of the Bud Light realm.
0: Yeah, Anheuser-Busch has only produced one thing, in my opinion, and that's Busch Gardens, because I had a season pass there in 2017. Mm. I uh, went on on, uh, on weekdays when there were no school kids out, and they couldn't go, and I just I used to get fucked up in the parking lot and go in and have a blast. And that, and honestly, I didn't drink Busch, even though that would have been on brand, because Busch and Busch Gardens, you know, that makes sense. No mm. Bud Lights for me then for a reason. Even when I was drinking the trashiest beer I could find, Uh, To to go get fucked up on And ride a roller coaster So thank you, no thank you
1: Yeah, no, I I agree Um, The thing with Bud Light is This is, I mean, as middle of the road As you can get Is it horrible? Mm -hmm. No Is it cheap? Yes, so that's a plus But it's not good I don't want to drink it I will drink it if I have to drink it Um, Agreed Agreed. I have to drink it Here I am drinking about it I don't have a smile on my face
0: yeah, this is definitely a situation I, I felt metaphorically like I had a gun to my head we had to start with the worst beer. But honestly, regrets have been made. We're we're about three in and um I couldn't feel worse if I tried.
1: Yeah, and just to reiterate, I mean, Bud Light might be the most well known um beer in in the world, or at least in the United States, um for sure. And you know, I know that both of us went and mistakenly bought tall boys for this podcast so now this podcast mm-hmm. is getting extra sloppy which is you know that's fine that is what it is but yeah look, that's I, the objective you think I mean the, the most well known beer at least in the United States Ugh. I think you know maybe they should announce themselves a little bit more hey we're making you drink a little bit more for, for this uh, this thing that you're doing we're not going to tell you about it it's not going to say tall boy anywhere on here we're just giving them to you and you're
0: fucked Ugh. I agree they should have a warning label that says this is just absolute piss water that should be an FDA regulated thing. Just piss water all over their can.
1: This is a Dollar Tree beer at the end of the day.
0: Welcome to the pregame press conference.
1: It's pregame, we're doing a press conference. Okay, you ready?
0: Hit me with your fastball, your hardball, your, hard your spinning top over the ass, and going in spirals ball
1: coach wessner this is cucker tarlson with foxy sports news can i have a question about the game this week (laughs) we have recently learned that former nfl star chad ochocinco takes viagra every single game before the game and we want to know what players you think in the nba are that dedicated to the sport to take viagra before every single game to improve their performance
0: thank you for such an insightful question Um, I'll be honest, uh, Ocho Senko, it's been working wonders for him. Nobody wants to touch him. Nobody wants to foul him. Um, I think the person that, that would, would benefit the most from this, uh, in the NBA is probably, um, Joel Embiid. Um, that guy gets fouled left and right. Um, he makes a living off free throws. If he took that and he, and he had just a raging erection in those blue shorts, you would have a free lane towards the basket i understand that some of you may have thought that i would have said james harden but i don't i really don't think so i think he thrives off those fouls i think he enjoys uh getting that contact um around the three-point line and going going to the charity stripe for those free throws so i think i'm gonna go i'm gonna have to go with joel Embiid. he pops one before the game maybe it shows up 15 minutes later and he has it for a couple hours throughout the game like i said free lane to the basket absolutely
1: Thank you, Coach, for that excellent answer. I have one more question for you, though.
0: Please, by all means, Dr. Tarlson.
1: Cucker Tarlson, please. You can just call me Cucker. Um, The stadium food here, let's let's talk about it. It is garbage. Mm -hmm. Please tell me about what the administration of this team is talking about bringing into the stadium food-wise. I need my experience improved in my mouth, please.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Beyond performance on the court-slash-field, uh, slash slash uh, water polo pool. What we strive to accomplish here is a good experience for everybody's mouths. So with that, we have decided to bread, oil, pan, bake, and then fry every single item on the menu. I understand that that has also caused some frustration uh, for people with gluten allergies, people who are vegetarians who keep having meat in their in their deep fried salads because we put everything into one industrial size fryer on the second floor of the Wells Fargo center right next to the pool on the roof. But all I have to say is, look, it works wonders for the team. They shit on their opponents uh, for that reason. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. We want our fans to have that experience every night.
1: It's good to know that, that this situation is being worked on. And I'm glad to hear that you have such a, forward-thinking answer in um, talking about, you know, people that do struggle with their allergies. Thank you very much, Coach. We'll see you at the end of this week for your next game.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Coach Drew, Coach Drew, over here. I'm with the Kumquat Sports Section. We heard that your game today was rescheduled for the Roman Coliseum. Which NFL player are you choosing to face the Lion and why?
1: It is what it is. We have to throw someone out there. The benefits of putting Tom Brady out there are the guy's old. Okay, it is not fair that he is playing football still at this age at the quarterback position. It's not fair, and quite frankly, it needs to stop. I don't like him off the field. I don't like him on the field. Send him to the Lions. Get him out of here. You can't bash on the guy too much. He has a great story. Drafted in the sixth round or whatever he was, blah, 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 Michigan, blah, 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 everyone. Bullshit. Ooh, Tom Brady. But at the end of the day, the guy made himself. He he and Bill Belichick right there with each other, made each other as a coach and a quarterback. If anyone deserves to have defeating a lion in the Roman Coliseum added to their resume, it's Tom Brady. So, you know, if I'm sending someone to Italy, if I'm sending someone to Rome, Tom Brady's the guy, get him out of here. If he comes back, put him in the hall of fame. He's there. Boom.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, coach. Uh, If I could just have one more question, you're facing a nearing deadline to pick new colors for the team. You've already picked clear as one of the colors, completely transparent, translucent, clear as one of your colors. But have you decided on the other one?
1: Yes, we have decided on on our primary color being clear. Now, what goes well with that? That's the question. Okay. And that's what we're working through. Uh, And working through this problem, Um, we have one side of the spectrum of colors clear, okay? And the other side of the spectrum, what is it? We're going University of Hawaii style, throwing the rainbow on our uniforms. It's progressive. It has all the colors. Everyone's favorite color is in there. If you don't have the favorite colors in the rainbow, fuck you. The University of Hawaii already has it, so we're not the first ones to do it. It's not too edgy, but it's new. It's progressive. And it's what we want. Let's have an inclusive football team out here and put the rainbow on there with the clear.
0: Great. Thank you so much. That is, that is such a progressive stance. Thank you. You're welcome. You ready to finish that beer? Yep. And we're
1: cracking a new one.
0: So we are going to meet a mascot. Now we've chosen a real mascot. We're going to choose one each week. Continue to do this. And we have to describe the horror and the disillusion that we feel walking by this mascot on our way to our seats while we already have two Bud Lights and our hot dogs in our hands to watch the game.
1: Who is our mascot this week?
0: Today we have Steely McBeam, the Steelers mascot that was introduced right before the 2007 NFL season. He was picked out of 70,000 fan suggestions and the winning name was submitted by Diane Rolls. And it was pretty clearly an allusion to, you guessed it, Pittsburgh's heritage in the industry of steel. Now, this man is truly terrifying.
1: Um, I wish you could see this for yourself because this is truly a -a one-of-a-kind experience that the Pittsburgh Steelers have put together here with Steely McBean. So as you can imagine, you know, picture yourself in Pittsburgh. There are factories, gross, nasty factories everywhere.
0: Smoky ketchup.
1: Yes, those people should be wearing masks anyways with the amount of grossness in the city of Pittsburgh. This is a blue-collar worker, okay? I mean, you can tell that right from the get-go. This guy's in a factory. He's wearing plaid. He's in overall Of course, the plaid is yellow, very nice, thin, black, secondary color, overalls, pitch black, Steeler's logo on the chest.
0: I think the worst part of this caricature is the face. You don't see too many mascots that just have a full-blown, realistic human face. He looks like a Pixar character in a Rule 34 porno. He is terrifying. This man defines chiseled, defined Jaws. He is a double fucking chin dimple wearing five o'clock shadowed two caterpillar eyebrows over the blue, the sea blue, the three river blue eyes. And they just tried to make him a little too handsome for someone who is taking photos currently in this photo that we're looking at with two children. This man is just a little too masculine um, perhaps toxic masculinity is the best phrase that comes to mind when I look at him carrying around a steel girder while he's taking photos with children. He, he is just a little too sexy.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, this is a burly guy. Okay, and I agree with the toxic masculinity. Clearly, this is a big masculine man. And the mm-hmm. city of Pittsburgh is already toxic. We talked about that smoke plumes everywhere. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we literally. have all of that incorporated in a steely McBeam. They really captured the city of Pittsburgh into this one picture. Um, the only thing I would add to your description is mm-hmm. think crimson chin. Uh, yeah. from fairly odd parents. That's the only thing I could <laughs> add to this. This guy's jawline and chin are ridiculous. They're huge. Quite frankly, I don't trust him. What do you think about that? Would you let your kids go near this guy?
0: Absolutely not. He looks like, I, it's funny you just mentioned Crimson Chin, he looks like Handsome Squidward if he worked at a steel mill. Like, uh, this, guy, this guy's terrible. And the worst part, in my opinion, uh, going back to that background of the woman who submitted it, is that Diane's husband's favorite drink, Jim Beam. This man is just clearly an alcoholic. Uh, I don't feel too good about saying that while I'm four beers deep on a Wednesday, but... I don't think I would let this man around my kids.
1: In in defense of Mr. Steely McBeam, um, the Mick in McBeam is actually a, a throwback or a call to the Pittsburgh Steelers late owner, Dan Rooney. Um, and actually, that is the only good part of this mascot, this meet the mascot segment that we have today. Um, mm-hmm. Dan Rooney, excellent guy. Players loved him. Executives loved him. Other owners loved him. Mm. He was the person that had the uh, the Rooney rule implemented into the NFL about having to make a notable and significant effort in bringing in minority coaches and uh, mm. general managers into the league because that is a significant issue. So Dan Rooney, excellent, great. Um, Steely McBeam missed the mark for me. Mike, this is maybe the most important segment of our entire show here. Every week, we're going to have a petition for you to sign. It's something we're very, very passionate about. Our petition this week that we need your support. We need your signatures. We need your voices. We need more dinosaurs in sports. And namely, and that is a pun, we need more dinosaur names for professional sports teams in the United States. We're here to bring awareness to this. It needs to be talked about. Quite frankly, this issue has been around for over 65 million years, and it has
0: not been addressed. You cannot debate this. Paleontology, checkmark. Absolutely incredible. Dinosaurs, checkmark. Definitely existed. Do not check out the uh, Christians Against Dinosaur Facebook page. They're full of shit. Jurassic Park, checkmark. Fantastic movie. Jurassic world series eh, half check Mark. Thank you for continuing something that I was interested in, but okay, guys, this is
1: a lot of information we're throwing at you. We want you to be able to digest it very easily and see how clearly we can formulate our point on this very touchy prehistoric uh, subject here. Okay. We have organized and by we, I mean, Augie, the doggy dictor, the chief of the slam drunk statistical crime unit has compiled these statistics for us numbers are the key stats are gold in the sports industry and we're sticking to that so let's talk mm-hmm. about the different kinds of names that we have in the four professional sports leagues in the united states that we have nine categories of team names now breaking down the numbers of these nine categories coming in first we have groups of people with 45 names those are your cowboys uh your 76ers, etc. Next we have animals. You know what an animal is. They have 37 team names uh, coming in. And a big drop off here is natural phenomena with 14. We're talking lightning, thunder, etc. Mythical creatures coming in fourth place with seven team names. Um, Kraken, uh, others such mythical creatures. Next is objects and clothing. Um, also tied with mythical creatures with seven team names. Uh, we're talking Knickerbockers, all of the socks teams, which is really upsetting. We'll roast them later. Uh, transportation um, is next. I don't know what place we're in now, but transportation, they have five team names, um, like the Rockets. Uh, there's probably someone with the name Train somewhere. Um, next is stock names. I couldn't tell you what these are. These are just, they kind of just fucked up on these. Uh, next is music genres and second to last, and they have two team names, um, like the Jazz And then in dead last behind all of those loser categories is dinosaurs with just one team, the Toronto fucking Raptors.
0: We have an expertly crafted pie chart with the breakdown of animal names. So coming in an unsurprising first, we have birds with 12. That's one full dozen team names. Then after that, we have mountain creatures that includes any sort of animal that you would expect to find out in a mountain when you're hiking and you think that you're going to get attacked by an animal, that those are the ones. So anything with like a, a large horn that might climb rocks or uh, has big claws and fur and hunts rabbits in the mountain. Yeah, you get it. That's 11. So one fewer than birds. Then we have cats. So anything that is big clawed but fits in here and has cat-like features, those felines. Cats, that's six or half of birds. Then we have sea dwellers, any beasts of the sea that you could find in your uh, local water channels, your waterways, your large uh, water areas, that's five. And then finally, last but certainly not least, we have the super, super underrated dinosaurs. Or should I say dinosaur, because there's only one Toronto Raptors, named after the 1994 classic Jurassic Park. There is no reason that it took that many years, that many decades, for a dinosaur-based team name to enter the NBA or even any major American sports league. It's just criminal.
1: At the end of the day, while those are all fine and dandy, it is not fine and dandy when you factor in there is one team named after dinosaurs, and they're in Canada. We're proving that the Canadians are smarter than us. It's not okay. America make the decision, sign the petition, let's get out of the dark realm. Absolutely. We're not calling for all names to be dinosaurs. We need more names to be dinosaurs. We need some names specifically to change the dinosaurs. In Utah, you're not gonna find the Jazz. What you are gonna find (sniffs) are dinosaur bones. And if you don't believe in dinosaurs, don't sign the petition, we're not here for you.
0: There are six cat teams. I don't care about a big cat. Lions, tigers, uh, not bears, but panthers, oh my, I don't care. You know, I'll just stay indoors if I don't wanna fight you. A dinosaur, as we saw in Jurassic Park, they can just tear through every building they come across. And that's what I want my pro sport team to look like when it enters the ice slash court slash field slash water polo arena. They show off more uh, uh, ferociousness, more aggression, you know, when, when you're part of a sports team, you want to feel that passion that dinosaurs give you. You want to, to give that, that, that beating heart of, of just enthusiasm and violence that dinosaurs can give you. And, and I feel like there are several sports teams that just have branding that doesn't get that across.
1: We need your guys' voices. We need it now.
0: Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat All right, now we are on the speed round. We are going to finish our beer by the end of this round while we ask each other rapid-fire sports trivia questions. Drew, are you ready?
1: Yes, I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited about this segment. Hit me with some speed, Mike.
0: Excellent. Okay, here's some speed. True or false? Basketball was played by using a soccer ball until the year of our Lord, 1929.
1: True, because the year of our Lord uh, was the year of Muhammad Ali's birthday.
0: Yeah, I don't know how those relate, but yeah, excellent. Excellent job. Yeah, that's true.
1: Okay, Mike, I have one for you. True or false? In flick finger football, you must use your index finger to flick.
0: Flick finger? Which one's the index? Is that the uh, is that the pointer? The pointer? Yeah, that's got to be the pointer, right? Yeah, like, the one, up, that index with. Finger. Not the one... Okay, uh, no, that is, that is not true. That is false. The answer is true.
1: Blah, fuck you. Next question.
0: What's the tallest sports trophy?
1: Ooh, The tallest sports trophy is definitely whatever they have at the NHL where they drink beer out of. I guarantee that's the biggest one.
0: Ooh, No, it is not the Flat Stanley. It is the Board Warner Trophy of the Indianapolis 500. Oh, of course, of course. What is on top of the aforementioned Board Warner trophy of the Indianapolis 500?
1: Um, I'm going to have to go with a tire here, Mike. I, I have to lock in my final answer at tire.
0: No, it is way more homoerotic. It is a naked man, although I wish there was a naked man mm. with a tire. That would be fantastic.
1: That was okay. my second option. Mike, your next question. What is the most dangerous condiment left out for stadium dogs? And by this, we mean you're walking through a stadium. It's all concrete. It's all open air. What is the most dangerous, the most disgusting condiment to leave out in the stadium in those little hallways? It's open for anyone to go grab, pour it in their hand, whatever they want. What's the most dangerous
0: is this with or without Steely McBeam trailing me and, and my group trying to kill me? Unfortunately, in this case, Steely
1: McBeam is not involved. Factor that okay. into your answer.
0: Okay, so it's, def- so it's after his prison sentence. Uh, yes. Definitely relish.
1: Um, it is relish.
0: Thank you. <laughs> what angle are bowling alley lanes tilted downwards?
1: I'm gonna have to say seven. Uh, final answer, thank you,
0: Mike. Nope, absolute bum, it's zero. Hmm.
1: Okay, well, I mean, that makes sense, that's fair. Coming at you live, Mike, are there lifeguards at Olympic swimming events, yes or no?
0: Drew, I'm gonna say that the IOC is way too inundated up to their eyes with lawsuits, so I wanna say yes.
1: That is true, I don't know what inundating means, now, this is part B of that question. Have those lifeguards ever been needed at an event?
0: Uh, definitely no. There have never been any lifeguards needed. You're two first. for
1: two on that question, Mike. Amazing job.
0: Um, I, I am the Jordan, I'm the Jordan of the not-so-speed round. 2007 Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Antonio Alfonseca was infamous for having how many fingers? Oh, um, the, the answer to this
1: question is, is uh, very clear. I've seen it in the movie Benchwarmers. Um, it was a, a sort of call-out or reference to this pitcher. Um, in the movie Benchwarmers, the Puerto Rican uh, imported baseball player uh, has a fake birth certificate with $20 attached to it that says he's 12 years old. That is because that pitcher, whoever's name you just said from whatever year, uh, had 12 fingers on his hand. Next. Michael, before oranges yeah. were the go-to sports snack food for children, it was what? Fill in the blank. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Did you just say oranges are the go-to s- sports snack?
1: Yeah. Uh, please, sports, Mike. Uh, your moms would bring oranges. Uh, come on. And you'd eat them at halftime.
0: Drew, can I interrupt? I understand the question. I just disagree with the premise. Okay? What would you or- say it was? Or it. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with what it was before oranges. I'm saying oranges never took over as the as the the flagship fruit of okay. halftime. Well,
1: what was the What was the flagship snack then?
0: It has always been Swedish fish.
1: Uh, uh, you know it. it, it you are showing your true colors with you having gone to boarding school. Um, disgusting. Gross. You've shown your true colors. Answer the question. Before it was oranges and not Swedish fish, and that's not the answer. So if you say Swedish fish, you're wrong and you're getting shit on. Before oranges were the go-to sports snack food for children, it was what?
0: I can see through your weird games like a golfer sees through a haze of beer. It was Norwegian fish.
1: You know, that is that is an excellent uh, guess. However, not quite hits the mark. The correct answer was cocaine and troll mix. Hit me back.
0: Nice. <laughs> Cold! Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Let's move to our final segment for this show this is the Mike and Drew beer review okay this is where we are talking about um the beer that we've drunk how many I mean how how many have we had how good is it what do we Mm -hmm. think about it so Mm -hmm. first of all finish your fifth if you haven't already and let's open our sixth and reminder these are tall boys to the audience if we're slurring our speech Deal with it. I dare you to drink Six Tall Boys and record yourself talking. Mike, take it away with your beer review. What beer are you on? Have you opened
0: your sixth Please. beer? Tell us. Drew, I'm glad you asked that because that's my sixth beer. Oops, um, I'm right I there actually, with you, buddy. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll praise, all praise to the Lord above because I did not think I could make it through this. I had a trash can next to me. Man, I absolutely fucking hate Bud Light and I want that to be made completely clear they could give me as much money as they wanted to and a nice house in the Bahamas and I would still say that I don't like it
1: yeah Mike I mean again I agree with you completely on this point Bud Light easily accessible cheap all over the place I mean those are things that that those are positives we can say that are factually true that doesn't mean we like it Those are are good things that we can objectively say Mm -hmm. about the beer. I mean, one of of the the first things we have to talk about here is how is the Bud Light now that we're on our last
0: one? If, gun to my head, you you force me to be a sommelier and give it a wine review, I would say that this tastes like um, putrid cardboard that was left out for the recycling guys but was forgotten Mm -hmm. about and then was dunked in and... Uh, soaked in and rested in sugar water from a taffy dispensary and pulled out and left to dry in the hot, humid Florida, Tampa Bay sun and dissolved into a beer and put in an aluminum can and left to rot inside my car.
1: So, I mean, part of what you're saying here is that, I mean, this is almost more of a marinade than a beer. Absolutely. It has done very little for me. What I drive right now, no. I'm five tall boys in, but at the same time, I mean, this is not what five and a half tall boys should do to me. I expect to be much more drunk than I am. I just read the can um, because I can read right now because I'm essentially sober (laughs) or next to it. Um, This can of beer tells me this, the alcohol content of this beer is 4.2%. Talk about weak sauce. Okay, I mean, I am here to get drunk. The name of the podcast is Slam Drunk. Subscribe, follow our pages. Slam Drunk is what we're here for. Bud Light did not do that for me.
0: Yeah, you're here because you either know us by name or because you found us by accident. And we hope you stay because you want to hear us get absolutely sloshed and talk about sports and other current events. Right now, we are not sloshed enough to justify this without ad revenue. So that's all I'm going to say. If I had to rate this beer on a scale of 1 to 10, it would absolutely be negative 666.
1: I agree. I mean, I'll, I'll be a little bit nicer. I'll give this beer, I mean, a 4 out of 10. Am I, am I gagging when I drink it? No. Am I happy when I drink it? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, this this has been a very average to below average experience for me. Um, have i had this beer before yes of course i feel that everyone has had bud light especially in the united states bud light is everywhere you see it everywhere this beer has not done enough for me i'm upset at it quite frankly if bud light were a professional team i already have this in my head i know exactly what team i'm rolling with but if bud light were a pro sports team what team would it be for you michael
0: yeah definitely it's the charlotte hornets for me Uh, The Hornets are based off of a honey bearing animal. So obviously it's, it's sweet to a fault, way too sweet, but horribly mismanaged doesn't get anything done Has really no identity beyond being horrible and just common. Like it's the team that you face in the regular season and you just know what you're getting as soon as you play them because it's just terrible.
1: I agree with your general core principles about rating this beer. Um, but overall, I disagree with the team that you've chosen. And of, of course, you are more of an NBA guy than I am. This beer, I mean, it's pretty clear cut for me. This beer is the Dallas Cowboys. You can find it in every corner of the earth. This is a perennially 8-8 team, underperforming for the hype that it gets. It's not good. Mm-hmm. It is okay. I'm not throwing up. I'm not gagging as I drink it and if I was a fan of this team I would not stick with them
0: as an Eagles fan I would like to say that this beer if it's Dallas Cowboys definitely did make me feel like throwing up several times um and not in a good way for Bud Light so I appreciate that metaphor
1: let's let's wrap this up Uh, let's get to the end of what we're saying um (laughs) Mike, this has been great. I'm excited for what this podcast will become. We've just come to the first to the end of our first episode. I'm your host, Andrew Hernandez. This is Slam Drunk with your co-host, Michael Michael God-Wesner. We have Augie the Doggy Dictor in the office, listening to our podcast, editing everything we do for us, giving our prompts, giving our stats.
0: Our intro song, Samples Dreams, by DJ Quads. Please check out Chill Out Records on YouTube and chilloutmedia.com for more.
1: Check out our petition.
0: It's organized through
1: change.org. It's very important to us. The change is necessary. We need to see better representation of dinosaurs in our sports communities. Make it happen. We rely on you, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. We are over the age of 21. If you are not, please, 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 please do not be drinking alcohol during this. Um, If you're over 21, drink as much alcohol as you want. Don't get in the car. Don't drive home from, you know, wherever you're at right now. You shouldn't be anywhere because of Corona. But if you're not at home, don't get home. Um, Sleep wherever you are tonight. You'll be fine.